What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the kingdom. As always, my name is Drums, and I'm joined by the brothers behind King Golf, Regan and Jorn Headley. As we always do, we send it up north first, see what's going on with our boy, Reg. Reg, are you healthy? Boys, I, uh, the last, uh, last episode, I was talking about how things were, were trending in the right direction. I was, I was habit stacking, getting some stuff done, getting productive. And I texted you guys this during the uh, week this week, and I told you guys it was good that we finished the episode when we did. I have never been as sick as I was from Wednesday night to Monday morning. I I didn't leave bed for four days. Um, I was either absolutely freezing, and then I'd get on like a heat pad and a heated blanket, and then I'd fall asleep and I'd wake up half an hour later absolutely drenched and then start the cycle all over again as soon as the pills wore off. It was just like the worst, worst four days ever probably. And I'm still, I'm going to be coughing a lot tonight. So I, uh, were you, yeah. uh, Oh, <coughs> I didn't puke. No, it was just honestly no. just a fever and a wicked cough the whole time. <clears throat> It's definitely going around. That sounds very similar to what we had uh, over Christmas, although uh, we definitely were puking for quite a few days. Um, but yeah, absolutely just drained. Like you said, fever, hot, cold, couldn't get out of bed, just dying. Yeah, I only yacked a couple times. and It was from uh, coughing so hard that I puked a couple times, but nuts. I, yeah. Get it out of you. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So yeah, you missed a couple hockey games then? A little better. Yeah, I was supposed to go to the Jets game Saturday and Tuesday, and I didn't go to uh, either of them, so too That's bad. It. So, uh, yeah, I was looking forward to that, but it's the way things go, I guess. I'm going to take uh, it as a, a uh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it's take a it as a sign to, to be stuck inside. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that was the Wednesday, I think, when it snowed like crazy, was it? Yeah. And then I never went outside till Sunday, I think, Sunday evening. And I was like, just blown away. It was so cold outside, and like this, uh, like we got more snow after that. Like there's drifts on our roof right now, that are like four feet tall. Like it's nuts here, man. It's it is winter. It's crazy. Thomas, how are you holding up, buddy? Top of the evening, to you, ladies and gents. Reggie said it best. It is winter. We're in the. We said we we're in the dead of winter last week. I think we're in the dead of winter now. You don't really understand how dead it is right now until you're in it. Holy shit. <laughs> I think we're also pretty spoiled for the first part of winter that this just kind of snuck up on us. So we went from like the most perfect winter of all time to like minus 40, four feet of snow, just worst case scenario. And I wish I usually I would say butt right now, but there is no butt. <laughs> Yeah, like around. right now, it's at that time when it's like you finish work and you, you start your car 10 minutes before and you get in your car and you drive home as fast as you can just to get inside because it's so bloody cold out that you just and you don't even do anything. Like, what a waste of whatever the time it is right now. But it's a good time to just, I guess, recover and, and get ready for the for the next few weeks. Yeah, true. Yeah, we got, uh, I'm heading to Mexico actually in four days. So uh, oh, we won't be. We won't be having a kingdom next week, but we got a wedding there. <laughs> nice. Yours or? Not my wedding, nope. Uh, one of Bridge's friends. So we're heading to Tulum and uh, get to play a little bit of golf down there. Going to play, I forget what the course is called, but I think it's the PGA one down there. So it's pretty expensive. But it'll be good. Not bringing my clubs. This is it the first trip, I think, that I've ever not packed my clubs? I don't know. I probably what should. What are we betting? On what? Tailor-Mades or are you getting Callaways? Well, I say Tailor-Mades. I was I'd thinking say like, Tailor-Mades too. what are those old ones from Tour Edge? Some no. No. no, no, no. These places, every time you go to these places, it's usually Callaway or Tailor-Mades. Although that, my, that one place that stole my money in Mexico, they, those are some shit clubs, man. Remember when I was hitting nine irons, like 190 yards because they're such fat cavities on them. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You like them fat, but not your cavities, eh? <laughs> no, it'll be good. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect. I haven't been to Mexico for like 
probably since 2017, maybe so quite a while now. Uh, but it'll be nice. We kind of picked the perfect time to go, honestly, because mom and dad left that last weekend. They got stuck in Regina for three days because the planes were too cold. Couldn't de-ice them. There too was a cold. lot of that, and yeah. I've never heard that before. Neither have I. That was also not the coldest week I've ever experienced in my life. So I don't know. Not even close. If it was a culmination of the fucking door flying off that plane uh, while they were flying or what the story was, but I didn't buy all these flights the getting canceled at the same time yeah, because of the cold. Yeah, like we're in Canada. Yeah, we've so been here before. I've happens. been on a flight before. This is what happens every January. Yeah. Since, so I don't know. Since dinosaurs roam the earth. So anyways, we, we'll, we'll take off. We'll go away for a week. It'll be nice to hang out on the beach. And the, the thing I'm looking forward to most, obviously, other than the golf, is just like relax. Just not, yeah, just not worrying about things and just like having a drink and not having to worry about what's for lunch, what's for supper. Just just show up, eat some food, eat some drink, some drinks and have a good time. So looking forward to it. Drums, yeah, what's up in the Weed City? Like you, man, I don't think I've been on a trip anywhere outside of Canada in the same timeline uh, since 2017. I don't know if the world still looks like it does back then. I've, I've like a brand new baby going on a trip. I'd be the exact same way. Yeah. Um, so have a blast, man. But I'm with you. Every time now we go on vacation, it's more of a shit show than not being on vacation. So yeah. I'm with you. Just uh, a relax on a beach. Someone bring me a drink. Someone bring me food. I'm not moving for a week. Yeah. Jealous. Enjoy it, buddy. Thank you. Um, same thing here, boys. Just trying to white knuckle it through the cold. Like Reg said, straight to work, straight home, in the shower, warm <laughs> up, and then uh, hit the couch for the next four hours to do absolutely nothing. What a life. We've got Luke Luca's birthday party this weekend, so we're kind of slowly gearing up for that. Uh, he's quite excited, has been talking about it for three weeks. <laughs> uh, and then we had, uh, he started his swimming lessons this weekend, or sorry, last weekend, so we're in the middle of that kicking off. We actually uh, went to the Y on Sunday. We just didn't have anything to do. We can't do anything outside. So we thought, let's go to the Y. We'll go swimming. It was minus seven inside at the Y. Like, it was no. nuts. It was so cold. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get warm. Like, I'm shivering like a leaf. Uh, and then you go to get in the hot tub, and there's three or four kids sitting with their toes in the hot tub. Playing oh. video games. Like with PSPs in their hands, I was ready to just start kicking people. Uh, so I had to go sit in the, the steam room for a bit, and then I had to leave or I was going to lose my, my mind. So, um, What's a PSP? What, like the handheld PS oh, yeah. PlayStation games? I, I I don't think those Play- actually exist anymore. I don't know what they PlayStation play. PlayStation Portable. But, yeah. I think they probably have Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. DS or Switch, whatever the hell they're called. I think Switch is the one you can use, like, like on a system. You can put it on the TV? You could, yeah, you can take it and yeah. go wherever with it. Remember Pokemon uh, on Game Boy? Mm-hmm. Those were some nope. good days. Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, Pokemon Gold, Pokemon Silver. I missed the Pokemon face. I don't know how. Pokemon Teal? I got out of that one. I missed Teal. Did you guys play the... Maybe. Maybe I, I think it's that. like it still exists, but the... Pokemon Go is that what it's called? Yeah, we didn't get into that. We played. We used to play Pokemon cards, though. Yeah, a lot Nuts. of them. We're nerds. That's okay. <laughs> okay, what should we start with tonight, boys? The cheers. I can throw a cheers out. So this is uh, tonight's show. Well, I mean, the reality is right now, there's not a whole lot happening in the golf world. Uh, so we're trying to kind of keep things going here. We'll have next week off. Uh, but really what we're doing here is kind of ramping up for the whole year. So we're going to be talking about the local knowledge tonight. That's a new segment on the show. We're going to be doing a, a draw. It's going to be uh, live from the hats. It was kind of <laughs> kind of a rush job, but that's okay. We got about, I don't know, I'd say 30, 35 courses in the draw. We're going to pick 18 of them. Two of them are going to be wild cards. So we want to we want to try to get as many courses as we as we've played before, just so the the conversation can be a little bit more productive, I guess you'd say. 
Uh, and then we'll, we'll pick two wild cards that we've never played before. And hopefully we'll try to get out there this summer. That's the idea. So until then we got the cheers, we get some around the greens and then we'll round things out with Reggie's stroke saver tonight. So Reggie, who are we cheers in tonight? I should mention before we get into it, speaking of cold, this Guinness took about two minutes to pour because it was ice, ice cold in the garage. That's how cold it is out there. And the pipes above the garage also are in some danger right now. The sink's not running. So the heater's blasting in there. We're trying to <laughs> – it's nuts, man. It is so that's my That's cold. my room. I need that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, well, anyways, <laughs> Reggie, who are cheers? Cheers in uh, Tommy Fleetwood. He was such a gentleman for uh, letting Nick Taylor win the Canadian Open last year that he, uh, he got his this past weekend. Unfortunately, it was beating Rory by one, but – it's good to see Tommy win. It's always good to see him. Everybody loves Tommy. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Tommy. Absolute cheers. Is he the best non-PGA Tour winner? He's got to be up there. Yeah. I couldn't think of anybody else in that place. Definitely a favorite. It's good shit. I, I mean, there's yeah. guys that I kind of go back and forth on in the PGA. Like some guys... I like them for a while, and then they do something stupid, and it turns me off for a while. But with Tommy, I don't think I've ever seen anything bad from that guy. Like, he's such a classy guy, good golfer. His putters really let him down, I think, throughout his career, which is kind of shitty because he is one of the best iron players in the game. Uh, Hits the ball a ton, but he's always struggled with his putting, and he's never been able to get there. So putting comes and goes. Maybe maybe his next chapter in his life here, he'll make some more putts and – I mean, if it's, it seems to be working. Whenever his putter's working, he's winning golf tournaments. So, cheers to Tommy. Cheers to Stinky Steve in the house tonight. Big cheers to Tommy. Um, that's a tough three putt from two feet. Roars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally just here. You go. Have this tournament if you like. What hole was yeah. that on? 16, something like that. Was it really? I didn't I realize it was, it was that deep in the close round. Close to the wow. back, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of uh, two-footers, uh, Foxy was texting me on uh, Sunday because Murray, Murray made like a 38-footer to win. And somebody missed like a – he said like a two-foot putt to lose. Uh Shit, give me, give me one sec here. We'll give you a sec. Um, I can't think either. No, I was thinking of the, the last tournament. Some... How's everybody? Is this... Rumble's not here tonight, but YouTube is here. Uh, Steve-O is in the house tonight. But how's things where everybody's watching from? How's the snow? How's the weather? How's everything? How's the winter? How's the how's everybody doing? <laughs> it's... It's pretty tough to uh, to keep spirits high every day, day in and day out. Been on, I think it was. Been on. Oh, right, yeah. And Rory did put his tee shot in the water on 18, yes. But whatever. Tough to see. Yeah, yeah it's only golf. golf tournament. It's only golf. He's got enough monies. Got yeah. enough dubs. Good for Grayson. Mm-hmm. Okay, Drummy, let's kick things off here. Let's yep. get into the golf. You had a nice little list there. What's going on in the golf world this week? I am just going to pull up AC's um, timeline here. So we tease off. Uh, actually, I think it's in a couple hours here, which will be – I get melted when he posts two different times. Uh, so for us, So for us, I think it's 2.30 a.m., uh, and yeah. then it'll be for tomorrow, it'll be 10, 10 PM. So for us, he packs two rounds into a day and, uh, kicking things off. Uh, where are we? He's back in Dubai, mm-hmm. the hero Dubai desert classic. So this is a big one. So hats off little, little cheers to him and, uh, good luck, buddy. Oh, this is a really big one. This is one of the Rolex series, right? Yeah, this is a huge one. Um, so the DP World Tours has started to do some uh, elevated events as well. 
um, bigger purses, smaller fields, that type of thing. Uh, a little further to the Tommy Fleetwood win. Tommy beat the last place player by 72 strokes. It's now, this tournament so allows good. all players to compete for all four rounds. Uh, and a gentleman by the name of Ken Wayne shot an opening round 87. Then a couple 82s finished out with an 86. Uh, so quite a difference. Like, can you imagine a 75 shot difference? Uh, and I'm not even like shitting on this guy's scores. Like that's not bad considering. Yeah. Nobody's ever heard of this gentleman. But it turns sure. out there's a little context to it. Uh, he is the director of The Grove. Is that what? Uh, yeah. MJ's course. Uh, yeah. Michael Jordan's course is called. Um, yeah. So between between either Michael Jackson, uh, Jackson Michael Jordan <laughs> making a call, and uh, I did see some stuff online that the uh, the guy from Liv was uh, quite involved in getting him over there for whatever the reasoning being. But uh, absolutely crazy that as an elevated event, he would have had to take somebody out of the event, right? It wasn't just a sponsor's exemption, kind of a bullshit tournament. Uh, but this guy to go and fire the score he did while taking away from somebody that's probably needing to make that money uh, is probably a kick in the dick to a lot of guys. So, But it is it is a wild story that this guy that nobody knew who the hell he is, everybody was wondering uh, what – what is happening? This guy's shooting 87 in an elevated event. Why Why? Why is he there? You see Eddie Pep's tweet? Yeah. He's just pissed, eh? Because he, Rattled. As he, he was... Uh, I noticed, like, Cockrell was fifth on the uh, fifth on the alternate list for last right. week. And and Pepperell was like... I saw. I noticed when I was looking at the list that he was, like, five or six uh, below him. It's kind of funny, man. Like, Pepperell's still golfing? Pepperell, yeah. Yeah, he plays over there. He's a he's a Twitter weapon, man. God, he's funny. <laughs> uh, Michael Block, the Block Party is back in action this week. Our boy Mike gets uh, another sponsor's exemption uh, to play this week, so we'll see uh, if he capitalizes or if it's just another drawn out portion of his fifteen minutes. Uh, I know you guys didn't catch it yet, but the uh, four play Tiger Woods crossover video. Um, pretty cool video, uh, just watching, um, a bunch of guys that started a podcast all of a sudden now they, uh, get some interaction with their all time favorite person in the world. Just the joy that these guys had, uh, it was about a 15 minutes. They had tiger, uh, they each hit a, hit a shot for him. He gave him a few pointers, uh, and then he pulled out the off the knees drive for a little contest at the end. He's a big rigs guy, huge rigs guy, loves rigs. So that sucks. We might have Tiger to turn our, it? yeah, we might have to turn our uh, our thoughts on rigs around here. And no, we don't. With Tig, rigs <laughs> suck shit. Uh, and then he kind of ended the it was a mini range session, I guess. Um, but he, <laughs> uh, yeah, nobody loves rigs. I'm with him. Boomer. And there was some rigs. good stories about uh, Caddy. So he was talking about Joey, Stevie, uh, Fluff at the end too. So. Um, it is a good video. It's definitely worth watching Tiger do anything for 15 minutes. So uh, everybody can take a peek at that one. I saw when uh, when he was giving Trent those pointers. Yeah, he's just hitting some shitty golf shots. Oh, just hitting so bad. What, trying to do what Tiger's telling him to do. <laughs> when they when Tiger comes out of uh, hops off his cart and's coming up to the boys, he uh, he's talking shit to Riggs and then daps Riggs up. Big hug he gives Trent the hand to go for a handshake and Trent just grabs him and gives him a bear hug. And then so Trent's pissing himself about it afterwards, right? He's like, he went for the handshake. I didn't give a shit. I was getting that hug out no matter what. And then uh, what's the other one? Borelli, Borelli's like, I almost broke his hand. I didn't know what I was doing. He like went to go in for the hug, but Tiger didn't. So he like clapped his hand super hard. But exact same thing like I would be. Absolute nervous wreck. Briggs is, or uh, Borelli's like, I puked four times this morning <laughs> just getting here, like, just absolute chaos. Well, that would be like, imagine that, man. Holy. Piss my pants. Oh. Crazy. Um, early favorite from ESPN this week, Mr. Tom Kite. 
ESPN showed a graphic with Tom Kite as the heavy favorite <laughs> to win this week. Uh, unfortunately, somebody mixed up names between Tom Kite and Tom Kim. Uh, but it was pretty funny seeing the... <laughs> I'm wondering what bookies were like getting insane bets at that point because of whatever they saw on ESPN. Yep, I'm I'm putting a hundred down for uh, this 75 year old man who's not competing to win the tournament. So that's good. He plays he plays once a year in the Masters. Yeah. Um, well, wasn't there wasn't there a time when they showed Sunny? They mixed up or yeah. maybe uh, Siwoo. Siwoo. Siwoo, yeah. yeah. They got the wrong uh, Korean Kim, guy. We finished show Siwoo, I think, and they and they put Sunny, I think it was. I think so. Oh, God, that's funny. Tom Kite, though. Uh, is the favorite? That, that's got to be one of the best ever. Tom Kite, have you ever seen the Tom Kite video? I think it's at the Masters in, like, 1992 or something like that, but he hits a tee shot. And it's not, it's basically a shank and he just drills a, a patron and they're like, they're like 20 yards away from him, but he just like skull fucks this thing right at them. It's amazing. Tom Kite, man. I might look up some Tom Kite stuff tonight. <laughs> uh, also this week, this one is uh, not as good a story. Uh, the unfortunate news that Brandel Sham Lee is stepping into the booth for NBC coverage this weekend and people are suicidal online. Uh, they're boycotting. Um, I, I have a feeling this will be a one and done. Uh, Cause I, I actually, I legitimately do think there will be people that usually tune in no matter what the tournament is that will turn it off when this clowns on TV. Yeah. I think, uh, I think they're pretty desperate. They're trying to find somebody, right? I, I can't I mean, believe he's got the job there, honestly. Like, boy, he doesn't work for NBC. He works for the Golf Channel. Like, he's kind of hidden at that point. But yeah, yeah. the like, offer kids a couple mil. He'll gladly drop out of playing golf, I think, and just do this. Mm-hmm. I saw. Oh, I retweeted it. But my favorite response to that was, "I hope we get a three-hour lecture on Saudi Arabia because the five hundred <laughs> hours he has lectured on it isn't quite enough." Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's mean, probably the most hated man in golf right now. Definitely, I think he, without a doubt, is. Like it's only him and Patrick Reed that people definitively is collective true. hate. True. Yeah. And Riggs. Man, I'm I'm with I'm with Boomer with that comment. <laughs> Boomer in the chat. Put put Brandel and Riggs on an island without cameras, mics, or internet, and do the game a favor. Nice, nice boomer. <laughs> um, Reggie, you might be a little more familiar with this one, um, but Amazon today purchased uh, Bally Sports. Yeah. So they that. were they were the ones who would have the regional coverage for all the NHL games. Um, Previously, like when you'd go to the NHL app, you'd have 18 channels to choose from and each team would have a channel. They'd show their games, whatever the case would be. Uh, Bally's went kind of belly up over there um, and Amazon stepped in as they do. Amazon is going to become the go-to place for sports. I I think they're on a strong track there. Um, They have a lot of coverage with NFL. they're going to continue to gather games. I think there's a couple games a week or a couple games a month NHL that they show on there. Um, so they're testing something. They're going to get something sorted out. This is probably a big play into moving further into the sports world. But I have a strong inkling that that is where either live itself or whatever the collective group we'll PGA up. live is where they end up. I hope that's where they end up because the possibilities with like the Amazon app are kind of endless in that you can do so much more with just an app than you can with just coverage on TV. So moving it away from a specific channel into, if they had their own app, 
that they worked correctly would be the best case scenario. But if it's on the Amazon app and you got to watch, watch it on there, that's probably the best we're going to get for a while. Yeah. Yeah. How long is cable TV going to be around? We think what's the, what's the pool on that? I was reading something the other day that on average, the North American household spends more currently on TV than when you had every channel on the satellite package because Netflix is $15. Amazon's $15. Uh, Crave is $28. Like every $5,000. Everything that you include together just adds up to gold. The exact same gold TVs, $15 a month. Mine's 10 baby. And it takes care of everything. (laughs) You bastard. Um, speaking of that, speaking of that, Drums, you got anything else on golf? Um, no, but I'll throw this last one out here. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but fans were asked to come to the Bills game um, on Sunday quite early. If they wanted to attend, they needed to shovel out their own seats. My question to you guys on this, how many sporting events and what are they? Would you do this to attend? Uh, if it's golf, you got. If it's if it's golf, you have to cut the entire course. No, that's, that's not comparable. Yeah, it's for shoveling off your own seat. Man, these people were like shoveling all all night long. What? Who? They spent yeah. like eight hours shoveling. Like, there was fans. There was fans in the stadium the whole night. Like all through the night, they had the stadium lights on. They were shoveling. Like they got cut. absolutely pissed pounding the snow. Yeah, I saw. It was nuts. <laughs> ah, good for them. Good for the states for finally getting some some winter down there. Bills Bills Mafia just swoops in and cleans the stadium. Ah, we got this. Don't worry. Dad joining from Cabos. I think I think more question drums like, what sporting event would you go to when it's winter and sit in snow to watch the game? Like Zero. people are sitting in snow on their seats. Like I I couldn't do that. I don't think. Not a chance. That'd be miserable. I can't last like four minutes outside. Um my my feet my hands everything just is gone um i believe it's related to jordan's 18th birthday but uh that's a deep dive story for another time well not really you ran home in your gitch in december i remember that quite vividly four feet of snow remember we got home from our uh i had a hockey game that night and i got home and there's a pair of jeans like at the end of the driveway. Right, what? Whose jeans are outside? <laughs> drums. Yeah, me and Drums got into a little, you would say, a heated debate, a little bit of a tussle. Uh, I told Drums that I hated him, and then he went home in his gitch. <laughs> but it makes here sense. We are. There, there's there's a butt there. Here we are. Tw- uh, how many years later? Seventeen years later, we're still Couple. hanging out every week. So we got over it. <laughs> just drums his extremities suffered a little bit long term. Yeah. Just drums has one black foot. So he can do whatever he wants to. <laughs> the Mister Deeds foot, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, just one sec. Oh, uh, sorry, on the, we were just talking about the streaming services, and uh, yep. I just have one suggestion before I forget because I want to get it out. A suggestion. You guys watch? Did you guys both watch Yellowstone? Yeah, the bit of first it, yeah. couple of seasons. Man, we we watched we binged that uh, eighteen eighty three on Sunday, and we're watching that nineteen twenty three right now on Paramount. Those might actually be better than than uh, Yellowstone. Really, I I really enjoyed that eighteen eighty three. Like, yeah, like yeah, it was sick. I, I would highly recommend watching yeah, Maybe I'll check that out. Do you have, yeah. um, what is it, Paramount? Oh, no, you're on your thing there. Yeah, it's on the gold box. <laughs> you pirates. Remember when that was illegal for forever? All of a sudden, it's just not illegal anymore? I think it still probably is. Yeah, but who's going to who's gonna catch you? The TV police? <laughs> Westman Communications. <laughs> Okay, let's move on here. Let's get to, let's do the local knowledge. We're half an hour in here. 
one thing I did want to point out because I forgot to I forgot to mention this when I first brought in this book. Tee off. So basically, the premise of this local knowledge is going to be the 2024 podcast YouTube version of this little booklet here. We might do a couple of the same things. I'm actually going to read these. This is from 1991, by the way. So I'm going to read these for the courses that we decide to, or that we choose randomly. But I'm going to read the backstory here. And I'm also going to tell you guys what the green fees were in 1991. And you guys might be a little bit shocked here. I'll, I'll give you guys a guess on this. So this is at Rossman Lake. This is the at this time it was called the Rossburn Golf Club. So I want to hear what you guys think of what the green fees were in 1991 for nine holes. Nine holes. Fifteen. Reggie. Seventeen. For adults, six bucks. What? Six dollars. For juniors, three. <laughs> three bucks. Well, do you remember growing up, like a uh, membership was 70 bucks for the year? You couldn't, buy, you couldn't buy a bag of chips at Rossman Lake Golf Course right now for three dollars. You can't buy a water for three dollars. Yeah, $3.25 for water. Three bucks for a for a green fee in 1991. <laughs> That's nuts. Wow. Yeah. Whenever I'd $3. go there for like a long weekend, it would be cheaper for me to just get a membership for the three or four yeah. days that I was there. Legit. They were like 75 bucks or whatever. Uh, Drake's in the house tonight. Let me know how that PGA course is in Tulum. My mom is building a house down there. Woo. Big ball. Woo. Doggy. Good thing we know Drake. We got the hookups. Passing away here. Okay, let's get to this draw, folks. This is going to be big. So let's talk this through. The idea here is that we're going to choose 18 courses. We're going to do one approximately every two weeks. Just casually going on here while Reggie's passing away. But the idea here is we're going to do one course every two weeks. So that'll be what, like 32 weeks for the year. We miss a couple podcasts. We might skip one if we have a guest or whatever. But that's the idea. Every couple of weeks, we're going to do a course feature on a local golf course in Manitoba or Sask. We got a couple from Sask in here. Uh, but what we're going to talk about is like the course history. We're going to send an email to all the courses and just let them know. Congrats, you've won a free cruise. You've been selected by the kingdom to be in the <laughs> local knowledge thing. Uh, but we'll just say, like, send a bit of a story in. What will, you, will you play the horn at the start? <laughs> Hello, this is your captain speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll notify them that they were lucky enough to be picked on the feature i do think it'll actually do a lot of good for the courses to get we'll put it on instagram we'll put a we'll put it on the podcast and there'll be a, a few things behind the scene as well but it's going to be like their the course background the history there uh we're going to talk about the course record some some tips there and we're going to rely on the locals we're not going to try to do this all ourselves we're going to be asking people on instagram to send in some some tips some local knowledge from their course and it's going to be a lot of fun so what we're going to be doing tonight is we're going to be picking at random. Reggie and Drums both have approximately what? How many courses you guys got on your list? Twelve. I got twelve. Reggie, you're on mute. I think I have a few more. I think I might have like fifteen or something. Oh yeah, that's okay. So Drums is going to pick eight. Reggie's going to pick eight. And we're no nine each, and we're going to have two wild cards in there. So the idea here is that we want to have the majority of courses that we played before so we can have a good conversation about it without just relying 100% on others. So let's start with the first course. What's going to be number one? Reggie, pick the first one here. Oh, drums. Yo. I'm going to bring up this nice little spreadsheet here. All right. No cheating. First off, we've got Dello. 
Oh, number one, Delorain. Delorain, first overall. Nice. And the second overall pick from Dauphin. Oh, sorry, boys. I'm uh, I'm going through it here. All right. We're just happy to have you here. We don't need a full production here. Let's just do keep Rossman. it Rossman. Rossman Lake. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there was uh, out of 15 ballots, 14 of those were Rossman Lake. Next up, we got Malita. Holy Niners. Niners on sale, baby. Oh, one fell out. Oh, grab it. Bumped his head. Elmhurst. Elmy. Oh, okay. I got to slide that to the wild card because none of us have played that one before. So one wild card is gone. Drummy. Glenn Burrow. Holy cow. That's our two wild cards. Oh, it's a. It's a niner, niner type of uh, contest here. No doubt. Sup nines? That might be all the nines that were in there, though. So the wild cards are both gone. Bridges. Nice. Got an 18 mixed in here. Nothing against niners. We love the niners here. Dosa OG. National. Oh, yes. I was actually going to put them in as an automatic. I forgot to do that. So... I was going to put them in because it's their 100th anniversary this year. Dang. Keep it rolling. Verdon. Verdon. The oldest course in Manitoba. Nice. Love that. Nipawa or Nipawa. I shouldn't uh, confuse them that much, actually. <laughs> I going to say, I don't think we had Nippon in there. <laughs> A little bit far. Roblin. Wow. Home, home of Snoop. Snoop a loop. And That's then we are him. headed to kill Arnie. We're going to kill Arnie. In Ireland? Yep. Boys of Aid. Wolf. Heavy. Oh, this one's a. This one's quite unfortunate. What? Oak Island. Oh, damn. Shucks. How could we say any more about Oak Island on this podcast? <laughs> I guess we got to go and play it to see for sure. Clear Lake. Nice. That'll be a fun one for the people. Uh, WC. Wheat City. Nice. We'll probably have to mix these up a little bit, hey? I don't know if this can be the order or not. We'll maybe go 918, 918. Reggie? You're on mute. Gilbert Plains. <laughs> Gilbert. Nice. This I is thought a you guys were mad one. that I got or something. I said it three times and nobody was saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Two left. Uh, oh, this one's interesting. Toulon. Oh. Homa AC. We can't do okay. that. We've never played it before. I have. Oh, is it kicked out? I've played it a few times. Okay. Maybe we'll get some local knowledge from AC then as well. Toulon's in. Green light. Last one of the night. Who's it gonna be? I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say who do you think it is? Winkler. No. Shiloh. Pine Ridge. Oof. Oof. Oh, we can't do that one either. We can't do that one. Oh, we can. We might do a, a Creek. bonus feature. Yeah, that might be the bonus. We'll call it the boner. <laughs> Last one. This is going to be Winkler, I bet. Birdle. Birdle. Wow. wow. There we go. Birdle rounds it out. So what do we got here? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight out of 18 courses are niners. Like it. 
that's that gonna, like good. that it makes it a lot easier too yeah less holes yeah uh, mind you we're not going there and just playing that who we could like us showing up there yeah 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 we'll probably do a couple of, we'll have to we'll play unfortunately we'll have to play elmhurst this year oh shucks and Glenbro, actually, I'm very excited to play Glenbro. They've been in a lot of chats around the kingdom for the years, and it's been it, on our list to get to since day one. Yeah, yeah. and Dello was number one, but Dello's now been bumped because we visited there last year, had a heck of a time, and so Glenbro that worked out perfectly, honestly. So good looking list. We got Rossman on there. We got Gilbert. We got Wheat City. All three home courses, pretty solid. And the hundredth anniversary. This worked out perfectly. Good shit. Beauty. All right, Reginald. What's up? Uh, you got something from the book, or you got something from your head? I'm gonna read right from the book, actually. Nice. But I don't know. You know I, I say it every week, but this week is. Uh... <coughs> more true than ever before i don't know i don't know if i'll be able to get through this or not just hack that, your way uh, through it yeah we'll see put the listeners through pain okay so this is uh from from my favorite book i've ever read probably the four foundations of golf johnny sherman johnny. um unbelievable it's uh i've had a tough time putting it down up until i was just about in a coma for four days but i'm going to get back into it now um so this one is uh, chapter 12. It's called Better Golf is Not About Birdies. And uh, it just says there's a terrible misconception about birdies amongst golfers, causing players to take unnecessary risks and bloating their scores. Your golf game will be better off if you can shift your mindset on what a birdie represents. Many assume that professional golfers are birdie machines. Often we'll see them make upwards to seven or eight birdies per round when they play well. However, when you look at their overall statistics for a season, data suggests otherwise. The best player on the PGA averages 4.5 birdies per round. A typical PGA player is averaging approximately three and a half birdies per round. Those are extraordinary numbers. Also, tour players make most of their birdies on par fives, where the average score is around 4.65 strokes. They average slightly above par on par three or par four. When you start to take a look at ordinary golfers, the birdie disappears rather quickly. According to a study done by a popular GPS app called The Grint, which a lot of guys talk about actually for keeping mm-hmm. score with their buddies. Jim Carrey. The amount of <laughs> Sorry, Jim, yeah. <laughs> he was he was oh, doing no, pretty good there. Sorry, <laughs> no, I was uh, I was about to start coughing anyways. Oh yeah. The amount of birdies made per round starts to drop off significantly as handicaps get higher. Here are their findings. So it says a handicap between one and five makes one point five birdies per round. 6 to 10 makes 0.9, 11 to 15 makes 0.5, 16 to 20 makes 0.3, 21 to 25 makes 0.2. And basically, uh, so it's just, basically, it talks about how to eliminate double bogeys and it makes you realize how many birdies you don't make per round. So he says, uh, where are all the birdies coming from? Tiger knew. And actually, you know what? I'm sorry to jump here. I didn't know which part of this I wanted to do, but I think I'll just read the the whole thing here. So it says, why is making birdies so difficult? There are a few ways to explain why a birdie is so difficult and why it shouldn't be your target score. In my opinion, there are two main reasons. One, it's hard to get close to the pin. If you remember from the chapter on PGA Tour stats, most tour players average about 20 feet from the hole with a wedge in their hand from 100 to 125 yards. For recreational golfers, those numbers are much more significant. And putting's even more challenging. If you do manage to knock your approach shot stiff, the odds are stacked against you. A tour pro only makes about fifty percent of their putts from eight feet. Outside of ten feet, it gets significantly more challenging. This this book actually talks a lot about uh, putting and how people have such high expectations for putting, and that's he sees like the biggest reason for people chasing birdies and people thinking they they should score better when really. Like everybody in the world struggles from eight feet, like makes 50% of the putts, but people think they should make them every time. It's kind of crazy, actually. So this this is what I thought was cool about Tiger. 
It says, where are all the birdies coming from? Tiger knew. If you look at where professional golfers and even low handicap players are making birdies, it's mostly on par fives. Well, I don't think there's too much that recreational golfers can learn from Tiger Woods. It's interesting to note how he did most of his scoring during his dominant run. He made sure they never made unnecessary mistakes on par threes and par fours. He mostly strategized so that his approach shots were on the fat side of the greens. And when birdies dropped, it was a bonus because he was such a great putter. He never chased pins that were tucked in challenging spots, particularly in major championships where pars were at a premium. He uses length off the tee and iron accuracy to make a disproportionate amount of birdies on par fives. Players who felt the pressure to catch up with him had to play aggressively, make more birdies, and eventually made mistakes. Tiger's greatness goes way beyond this simple strategy, but he's been quoted multiple times that he was never needlessly aggressive. He had a plan, stuck with it, and it's no surprise that the two greatest golfers of all time, Jack and Tiger, also had superior course management skills. So it basically just says to stop trying to make birdies. Not stop trying, but don't put so much emphasis on thinking you need to make five birdies around because even the pros make five. Why do you think people chase birdies so much? I think, honestly, because what we talk about a lot on here is this, that when we see players play on TV, they're only showing the guys making birdies. Like, they only flip the holes of, of guys making birdies. So everybody thinks that that's a really good round is when you go out and make six birdies, but it's I not reality. For me, this is, I mean, some people might be like that. For me, and this is honestly hard to admit, it Sounds it's going to sound ridiculous when I say it, but... I feel like I, I try to make birdies so that I, <laughs> I have some breathing room. They talks about that in this book too a lot. So, and what I mean by that is like, if, if I usually, if I'm like an eight handicap and I usually shoot like 78, 79 and I get a couple birdies in there, then I feel like I can just keep I have a little bit of breathing room to, to hit my, a lot about that in there. Yeah. Honestly, it does. And that's probably and the wrong that, way to focus it on it. It says it's the wrong mindset, yeah, because yeah. you just it, it talks so much in this just about taking is and it talks about how hard it is to do, but take each shot at a time and like not even focus that there's a par on a hole and not focus that you're what score you're trying to make. Just literally focus on every shot. Making I'll, the best possible golf shot. I also think because my handicap is strictly based on men's league. That's the only time I enter scores. But we play for skins too. So whenever yeah. you're playing for skins, you're also out. You're more incentivized to try to make birdies because you want to make some cash and get your get your name on the leaderboard. Yeah. So and yeah, same with men's night in general. Yeah, you're trying to make a birdie to win the hole because you think par's not good enough to beat the other guy. But a par's, I mean, a par on any hole is like good. That's a good score. And it talks of in this. It was in the next uh, paragraph, just about par fives. How he, if it's an easy par five. You want to birdie it, but you also have to be on the other side of things where you got to do everything you can to make damn sure that you don't bogey that yeah. hole. Like par is the absolute worst score. Birdie is a bonus. Right. Even mm-hmm. if it is the easiest hole, you still have to make sure par is the worst score you get. Right. If it's the easiest hole. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, whenever, whenever you hear things like that and talk this through, you think about different holes and you can kind of see how you play it versus how you should be according to that theory, and it's much different than I think I play even. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like that. So I guess the main takeaways then from that would be focus on the par five, play those well, yeah. have a mm-hmm. strategy there. Don't be firing at unnecessary pins. Shoot for the middle of the green. And don't try to make the every putt. Just make a par. If you're on the green – you know, try to get as close to Ken as to the hole as you can, and maybe one will go in. Maybe two of them go in that round. Yeah. But you're not gonna you're not gonna make a stupid bogey. And how many? Is there anything worse than three three putting for a bogey? No. And every time I think of making bogeys from 100 yards, like I I think of number eight at Gilbert, and if the pin's at the front or at the back, like you try to play a really high shot to get close to the pin at the front, or like. Mm-hmm go at the pin at the back and you end up leaving it short or you leave where you go over the back of the green there and you're just dead. And you got nothing. Yeah. You, I mean, this might sound like a weird analogy, but especially around here, but for courses, 
I feel like the course designer, the course architect <laughs> had these things in mind when they designed the course. They knew what the average golfer was going to do, what where their drive was usually going to be, and what decisions they had from there. So they set up the course in a way that to challenge the golfer. And I think that I think about that a lot in terms of my what I do every day with investments and stuff is like you always want to be questioning yourself because if you're doing what everybody else usually does there, you're probably going to be in the wrong spot. And I feel like that's, you kind of have to think differently about everything, including golf and when you're firing at pins and because the courses are laid out in a way that the, that most people would play and get tricked by that. So if you can kind of think about that and, and do the opposite almost and play things how most people wouldn't play, you might have much better results there. Yeah. Let the birdies get in the way. Yeah. Let the bodies hit the flow. Let the bodies hit the flow. Next next week's going to be fighting the war on double bogeys. Nice. Maybe I'll do like an AI graphic of Reggie shooting double double bogeys down. The war against the double bogeys. <laughs> okay well we're 52 minutes in this might be the shortest episode of the year but that's okay we had we've done two weeks of proof of work here we only had one guy in the chat tonight who entered both so we're gonna give it one more week and i'm not definitely not too proud to cut the losses if drake's the only guy who does it in week three we're canceling the, the contest for the year. I'll just move it to I'll move it to the 88 Sats channel if that's the case. What's that noise? I think Drummy's microphone. <laughs> you robbing one, Drummy? <laughs> no, it's a for sure. Yeah, it's pretty loud. Okay, so one one more week here. That's it. If nobody else except Drake enters, we're calling the contest. We're calling it a year. But the idea here is that we want to – it's going to be different things to kind of like – I don't know if you want to say better your life, but just like challenge yourself and, and be a little bit uncomfortable for a while and do things you wouldn't usually do instead of just going home and watching Netflix every night. That's kind of the idea here for, throughout the whole year. But if guys aren't interested, that's totally okay. We'll, we'll, we'll call her. But I do audible. want to. Uh, what's that? I said we'll pull an audible then. We'll pull an audible if that's the case. So this one, this week, I watched a really good documentary, and I mean, with documentaries, you never know where the agenda is. But with this guy, I've watched some of his stuff before. I don't think there's any sort of agenda here. I think it's just a really informative, quick video, and so I'll leave the link in the in the show notes here in the description. But it's about seed oils. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the seed oils, the canola oils and all that kind of stuff. I hadn't been, honestly. It's been totally off my radar. But I watched this documentary. It's probably 20 minutes long, 25 minutes. And it talks about, you know, how they came to be, how bad they are for you. And I think it's worth a watch. You just watch it. You take the information in. You make your own decisions. But it is good to have information. So the documentary, I think, is called Something is Killing Us. I don't know. I'll put it in the chat or the description. So easy one. You just have to watch TV, watch the show, and we can maybe talk about it quickly next week if you guys have a chance to watch it. So um, I, watched, I watched one last night that was, did you guys ever see the promos for the movie Cocaine Bear? Yeah. I watched, I watched, the, docu- I watched the documentary on the real story. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. And? Uh, well, I mean, it's not like as wild as the movie, but it's along those lines. Um, guys were making drug drops in the middle of the night and a bear overcame a bag and fucking got on some cocaine and had a couple days of wildness before he passed away. <laughs> wild. That wild. movie, we made it through like a third of it. it yeah, crazy. I think I did 20 minutes. I got pretty banged up on it. Actually, we watched uh, this, what was it, Strays? 
uh, it's like Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx do like the voiceover for these stray dogs, oh, yeah. but it's yeah. R rated R. It's okay. It's watchable. It's pretty funny, actually. So this documentary is called The Oils You Eat Are Slowly Killing You. It's got 90,000 views already, one month old. Really good, really well done, informative. And so that's the, the competition for this week, or the challenge, I guess you'd say. So all you got to do, watch the watch the movie or watch the doc, take a picture, post it. Maybe that's the friction point here. Maybe you guys don't want to post what they're doing. I don't know. Do you guys have any ideas? Shake it up a bit? I mean... We can, we can talk off screen. Yeah. But I get it. I mean... I'm not too horny to be posting pictures of myself, but I mean, to win things, you have to put in a little bit of work. You can't, I'm just so tired of the bullshit online. It's like tag this guy, like this post, win this brand new set of fucking tailor-made irons. Like, no, all the same thing. You got to do something. Yeah. You have to put in a little bit of work. Mm -hmm. So currently Drake's killing it. Shout out to Drake. (laughs) Everybody else. No reverse shout outs to you. Pick it up. (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm just joking. We're just we're just trying to, you know, get the most out of things. Through the winter. Yeah. Um, does this have to be like a legitimate documentary or can we do like a doc on YouTube? No, it's it's on YouTube. All right. This is the documentary that you're watching. It's called The Oils You Eat Are Slowly Killing You. So look at the Oh, we're all watching that one? Watch we're all watching the same one. Oh, okay, good enough. I don't know. You might think it's dumb. You might might change your life, but who knows? It's only 20 <laughs> minutes of your life. You can do it. Liz was watching a documentary on water the other day, so the Ooh. oils will be a welcome. It's pretty interesting because this, this kind of came to my attention about a month ago now. I saw a, an article online saying that, like, Canada was the country who brought, like, canola, canola oil into cooking. Before that, yeah. it was like used as an engine lubricant, and yeah. then all of a sudden, it's it all ties together with money because you know we're trying to keep sure. costs as low as possible to try to reduce the inflation to make things look better. So we just make things so cheap now, and it's not good. Um, I did see online. I don't, I don't even know like what it was called, but it was like a AI fest where they had like all the best new AI inventions of the past year or whatever. And uh, one of them that I saw, and I mean, this has been, you've been able to do this for years, um, but there was a machine that an AI robot made, I guess not, maybe not a robot, but they used AI to create this. Uh, it's a machine that turns air into water. Saw so, that. Yeah. Wild. Well, but I've also seen like just some random dude in the States made it too. I like, saw. Well, I saw one of them. Fifteen years ago, he did the same oh, yeah. thing, and uh, you never heard from that guy again. So. Yeah, I was gonna say this guy's hopefully has some good security around him. Right. I'm pretty sure they had cars that could run on water in the early they 1900s. Had cars that could run on canola oil because it was so much easier to, to get than gas uh, and water. Yeah. Crazy world. Crazy world. Okay. Let's wrap things up. Shout out to Reggie tonight. My last drink. I'll cheers to Reggie for getting through the epi tonight. Made it through, bud. boy. Thanks, boys. Uh, if you guys want to have the kingdom without me next week, go ahead. You can find a guest or take the week off. Up to you guys. But anyways, dad's in Cabo. George is going to be in Cabo or close to there. Looking forward to Hello. it. All right. That's it. Reggie's going to well, go to Cabo to see mom and dad. No. <laughs> I wish I was. Uh, do your parents stay there for a couple months? They're staying there for a month, yeah. Yeah, nice. Beauty. Cool. We'll shout out to them. Is it? Yeah. This, uh, my parents go f- second week of February, and they go for f- five weeks, I think, this time. And this is the nice. second time they've done it, too. Yeah. Dad said he's already got four rounds scheduled. Nice. Their buddy down there, like, goes and lives. I think they leave in September and come back in April or whatever. Wow. $12,000 each for their memberships. What? That's crazy. That is crazy. Pretty good course, then. 
it is nice apparently, but I don't know. 12 G's, well, 24 G's is nuts. Pay that in Winnipeg for a course. Yeah, true. Uh, okay. Three bucks, Rossman Lake, 1991. <laughs> That's still nuts. That is nuts. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll take it next week too, probably. Hey, Reg. But uh, if yeah. not, we will chat next week. Other than that, Jor, have a great time. You guys have a blast. Uh, we're out of here. Stay warm, everybody. Reg, just get healthy or something, would you? Right We're out of here, boys. Yeah, the seed oils. Peace <laughs> okay. out. Later. Love you, fellas. See you, boys.